Generator Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you heal, align, and expand your intuition. With high vibe content and light and conversations and weekly energetic updates, we are here to help you get and stay lit by connecting you to your highest self. Get inspired by tuning in to today's episode of The Generator Podcast. Welcome back to the Generator Podcast. We're hanging out in closets and bedrooms all across America. So (laughs) we're in your closet right now, if you didn't realize. That sounds so awkward. We're hanging out in closets and bedrooms all over. Look, if these bitches have ever recorded a podcast, they know that you have to get in a closet and you have to cover your walls or have a studio. Except for I did not do that today. So my sound is going to be kind of crappy, but we're rolling with it right now. I don't know about that. I have an amazing boyfriend that I'm going to stick on editing the echo. So hopefully you won't be able to tell and you'll be like, they're not in the same room. OMG. Yeah. And he did that crap. Thanks, babe. (laughs) I love you in advance. He's Um, our savior for this podcast. Truly. He really is. He's, he is responsible for that intro sounding like it sounds. So big shout out to him. We'll call him big sexy just for the sake of Uh, I almost said ambiguity, but that's not the word. That's not the word. Whatever. Let's shift into what we're talking about. (laughs) So we're talking about spiritual awakenings today. So we're going to, this is going to be a bit more conversational of an episode. I know some of the episodes we've done so far have been a bit more like teacher student, but this one's going to be a bit more like conversational between me and Laura. These aren't like hard facts that we've been like, they need to know this, and they need to know this, and they need to know this, because spiritual awakening is an ever-evolving process. I know a lot of times people will talk about spiritual awakening as this event or this thing that happens, and all of a sudden I'm connected to my spiritual nature, I'm connected to my spirit, I'm realizing that I'm connected to all consciousness, and that's cool. Um, but the truth is, is we always have been connected to ourselves. We've always been connected to consciousness. It's just a matter of an awakening process is when you're becoming more conscious of it, when you're becoming more, but we're always awakening as we come into this world, we're conscious and programming and different things shifts that out of us. Even if you were raised, like I was in a very spiritually open home there's still a level of awakening that's coming out of religious dogma or even just toxic belief systems. So we're going to kind of start out by just defining like what we think it is personally for us. And you're going to see a variety of, like I said, this is going to be more conversational. So we're going to kind of shift in that mode because I'm not going to lie, guys, that just feels more fun for us. We love you. (laughs) But it's more fun for us. The reason we started this podcast is for it to be like a conversation. And though we know we need to do some teaching episodes to help people understand content, we want you guys to be a part of our conversations as we're growing and deciding what we think about these topics. So even today, you might we might say something and be like, oh, well, I think that, mm, I don't know, and then unpack it. And that's totally okay. And that's what you guys are listening in on. So are these conversations. So for me, that's what spiritual awakening is. It's this idea of slowly awakening over time, becoming more aware that we're connected to source energy. Laura, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I was just going to back up and say like the whole idea of this podcast is was based off of Victoria and I walking out our spiritual awakening together And so this is why we want to make it conversational because that is how we learned was by bouncing ideas off of one another and really getting a feel for what she thinks and what do I think and expanding our mind to see that there are other possibilities out there than what we see in in front of us right now. So I, and I think that's even the importance of community in our spiritual awakening and finding out, um, people that have different ideas than what we do to help expand our mind on our journey. And for me, spiritual awakening 
like she said, I, I feel like I've been in a continuous awakening, but there definitely have been moments in my life where there have been major shifts in my consciousness that have allowed me to begin to see who I am, what I have to offer to the world, but also my connection to source. What do you think? This isn't even like something we plan to talk about. So this is actually conversational. What mm-hmm. do you think the word like consciousness means? Because we talk about that all the time in for the spiritual me, community. For me, when I say consciousness, it's an awareness of myself and my inner truth connected to source. So it's it feels like alignment in my body. So <clears throat> for instance, feeling like a um like an inner knowing and clarity on something so it's like becoming aware is first of all one of the things so when i have awareness of maybe the way that i think or feel or interact with people that's another level of consciousness when i am aware of my spiritual giftings and how to use them and how to interact with them that's a level of consciousness um being connected to spirit and even different spirits and and that <laughs> I don't even want to jump in at all of that but being connected I was to spirits gonna say, and- there was a hesitation <laughs> she's like oh shit this is a <laughs> podcast yeah I'm like uh I'm not gonna go down that that road but just even being connected to spirit and having that level of consciousness because I think sometimes we can have consciousness where it's like we see the person in front of us but do we actually see into them do we even see our connection totally. do we see that we are them and they are us that's a level of consciousness so a lot of times I think we're closed off and we're just consumed by our world i'm it's hard to be conscious when you're just looking at your navel you know so consciousness for me is like being able to see the other person in front of me and seeing myself in them having that level of awareness that's a part of it for me yeah i think for me consciousness i think i agree with all that i think at, at a primitive level of just the most basic definition would just be being aware, being aware of really anything. Cause I think we can go through, and I think that's even looking at different levels of consciousness. Yeah. And it makes sense even when you're saying, Oh, there's a level of consciousness when you're like looking at yourself and a level of consciousness of like seeing your connectedness with other people, but even just the level of consciousness that there's something beyond, you know, nine to five, there's something beyond eating, getting married, dying, that there's something beyond that, that there's this energy flowing and connect. Even just that thought is a level of consciousness, just that thought that there's, and I think that's a really, you know, I think a lot of what people are talking about now when it comes to consciousness is they're, they're talking about a different level of consciousness, but I think even just And this is really kind of how this conversation, you know, we started talking about the other night was that everybody is in an awakening process. And I think a lot of times we can kind of, oh, well, they're not because they're in this type of church or they're in this type of environment or they believe this thing or, but they're in an awakening process. And we've all been in that process at some point. It may have taken a different form, but I think that's a... Yeah, I think it's I think it's an interesting look for us to talk about what do we mean when we say consciousness because it can like we're, you know, we're saying right now it can take so many different evolvements and forms. Well, I even have a question back to that. Do you think that people can become like awakened but then stop at a certain point and get stuck there? No. Or do you think that I, people are consistently evolving in that area? I think everybody's always evolving, but our human perspectives, we see this, oh, they're not anymore. Oh, mm-hmm. there's there's stagnation. Oh, there's, but I'm like, no, it, we're always evolving, but there are moments of stillness. There are moments of integration. There are moments of maybe awakening a different area and depending on the area that's getting pressed and the area that's of your life that's getting from you know I actually what comes to mind is mercury retrograde and we always talk about mercury going backwards it's just the illusion that it's going backwards because it's sitting still in one place and I think that 
from perspective on earth, yeah, it does look like it's progressing backwards, but in reality, it's just staying in a particular degree for a period of time. And I think that's a lot for us too. Like sometimes we do have seasons where people are camped in an area and maybe they don't evolve on a 3d level to where we think that that's going to end up or where, but no, I don't, I don't think it's possible to stop evolving. Yeah. I think that's a good point to make. Cause I think sometimes we look at with our own external eyes, even looking at someone else and be like, Oh, they're just stuck. They're not moving. They're stagnant. Or we can do that right. about ourselves and not recognize that it's impossible <laughs> to not evolve. That's literally that is what we're doing here on earth <laughs> constantly exactly. evolving and i think you know just even looking at the fact that maybe somebody came here this time to sit and to not do rapid change you know if you're if you're coming into this life even for instance from like a um a south node that's really like aggressive and moving forward and you came in with this you're naturally just a go-getter and getting crap done and you're here to kind of transition into a more still energy of just being that's evolution that's moving forward for you it's not necessarily so i think also just not judging somebody's process because for you it looks like running forward and making things happen with for them maybe it's maybe they're at a point at a standstill a standing still and not moving forward and that's growth for them that's one of my favorite things about you victoria is that you have such a powerful perspective on everyone is here for their own lesson and I think astrology has also helped you validate that as well of like the north and south node and how everyone has a different goal or purpose for their soul here on earth and where they're headed and that allows comparison to get broken off because if I were to compare my process and my lesson to you I would feel like I'm failing and I used to do that my whole life. So it's the power of like, your process is the right process, whatever it looks like. It's not wrong. It's not bad. It's what you need. And even though it's messy, it doesn't mean that it's bad. And if we try to compare that to someone else and expect them to understand, they're not going to. That's not their lesson. So there's this beauty of supporting yourself and your spiritual awakening and recognizing that the lessons you're learning are for you and that you don't need other people to understand them because they may not be their lessons to understand. Yeah. And I, I love that. And I think that's actually a great segue into kind of the next thing we're going to talk about. If we said we're going to talk about was talking about, we've been talking a lot about like spiritual awakening being ever evolving versus having these kind of like hard turns or hard aspects. And I think that a lot of times those hard turns are when we do start comparing ourselves, when we do start judging ourselves, because those hard aspects, I think, are where a lot of. So maybe we can just even unpack that because I know of what that means, because I think a lot of people, when they think of spiritual awakening, they think of like the dark night of the soul and seeing all these spirits and all of a sudden being aware of what's going on energetically and having like you've talked about, maybe you can share a little bit, like you've said you've had clients that they've like felt like they were going through nervous breakdowns in spiritual awakenings. Yeah. they and It's usually because they're feeling so much all at once because they're awakening that they're going, oh no, there's something wrong. I'm not used to being this aware. I'm not used to being this aware of my emotions. I'm not used to being this aware of other people and their energy. I'm not used to being um, feeling spirits or being connected or even the giftings maybe that they have are heightened. And so it's, it can feel overwhelming and it can feel like you're going crazy, but you're not, you're awakening. That's part of the journey. And that's happened for me is as you're going through that, you're going to feel a lot come up, even like old programming. You might want to try to jump back into the old way of thinking or feeling. And it's, 
And I've just allowed even for myself, but also in, in helping my clients walk through it. It's like embrace whatever's coming up and just, just ground yourself, but also feel it. So embrace it, feel it and know that it's not always going to be this intense of a feeling. It'll come in waves. Like it'll even out and then you'll have sometimes where it gets really heightened. And it's basically because you're going from level to level to a new energy, to a new vibration. Thank you. That's the word. My brain helps me <laughs> going to the next vibration to the next vibration. And so when you enter, it's kind of like when you're playing video games and you level up, all of a sudden it just got really hard and you have to figure out a whole new path a whole new way of accomplishing it. It kind of feels like that in your awakening. You're like, oh, I just leveled up. I'm a level two. I don't know what I'm doing. So now I'm having to learn how to navigate all of this. And that's why it's so important to not compare yourself, not have to have someone else validate it, but also to just affirm, okay, I got this. I can handle this. If I'm going through it, I have the tools and resources to navigate it. Yeah. And we'll get back to some of those resources later. We'll go a little bit more into detail about those towards the end, because I do think really helping people with the practicals of those resources would be helpful. But one of the things I know we're the like the hard the hard turns in spiritual awakenings. And I liked thinking about like those like levels in a video game. You said that and I was like, oh, that's actually a really great way to look at it because you're right it does get really hard when you get to a new level and it does feel that shift and that and I know you know a lot of times you can experience even like rock bottoms and that and what I mean by the rock bottom is everything kind of collapsed like the things that felt were holding your foundation it feels like one of those gets pulled or maybe several of those get pulled so Laura what were some of the examples we were talking about earlier of like rock bottoms yeah. And I also had another great picture, which is a turtle. A turtle sheds its shell when it needs a new, like when it's going to a new one. Right. Isn't that right? It's a turtle. I think that's a, I don't know or if is I it think a crab? No. No, a snake sheds skin. I don't think a turtle sheds its no, shell. No, there's, there is a, it must be like a crab or something, but they shed their shell and then they like get it, like they grow a new one. Like when Just they're. Say that five times fast. I can't shed shell shed shell they shed their shell they shed a shell, they shed a shell. <laughs> oh my gosh you actually did it um yeah. I'm I'm googling this because I want to see yeah it's oh it's a crab I, yeah. I don't know if a if a turtle does that um it says crabs and other cr crustaceans uh cannot grow in a linear fashion like most animals because they have a hard outer outer shell Eco exoskeleton that does not grow they must shed their shells shed their shells that is hard right a process called molting just as we grow our clothes outgrow our clothing crabs outgrow their shells so yeah that's a really great picture because so, that's there and i love that it says they don't grow in a linear fashion mm -hmm. that's cool that is how i see us when we're going through different levels of awakening, it's like we're shedding this old energetic body, this old way of thinking, this way of feeling, this way of interacting with our surroundings. And so rock bottoms come in and those typically can, sometimes they slap, no, they do. They slap you upside the face because <laughs> you're literally oh, yeah. shedding this old thing that is no longer in alignment for you. And it doesn't mean that it wasn't alignment before you had it then. So it must've been an alignment, but now you're shifting to a new level. Uh, you're up leveling in your video game. You cannot use the old system for this new level. So those kinds of things can be like divorces, losing your job. For me personally, it was my apartment getting flooded. And just a quick little snippet of that. I had known that my apartment was old, old. It was no longer in alignment for me. I knew that I knew deep down that I needed to move out, but I kept making excuses because I wanted to stay in my smallness thinking, well, I can't afford it. Well, I can't get what I actually want yet. I'm not there yet. I don't deserve it. Whatever the excuse was, I knew that I was supposed to move out. Well, the universe supported me in that. And my entire fourplex got flooded and everyone had to move out within 24 hours. 
So that was a rock bottom for me because now I am getting kicked to the curb trying to figure out what I'm going to do. And it was definitely a transformative experience because I had to face all of my fears all at once rather than listening and shifting when things are out of alignment, when they're on a small scale, like when you feel intuitively, I need to move and then moving. It's a lot easier than putting it off, putting it off. And then you hit a rock bottom. Well, as somebody that knows it's coming and normally does the shift, <laughs> I'll say, cause I, I've literally feel like when you said that, I was like, yeah, that's true. I know it's coming and I generally will shift before the ground gets shaken, but I don't know if you can avoid a rock. I'm not even saying that's what you're saying, but I was just thinking, I still think you'll hit a rock bottom because energetically you are transforming, but I do agree that you can make it harder on yourselves. Exactly. Yourself. That was my point. Right. I do. I definitely, because I'll see but I also think it's even about like your own energy, because I think for you, you work really well because your son is conjuncting, Pluto's conjuncting your son. You work really well with death and rebirth and your Taurus moon makes you a little stubborn and slow to make change. So sometimes you external change. So sometimes I have seen you almost have to get the rug pulled out from under you before you shift. However, because I think because you have that Pluto sun conjunction, I think that energy is really magnetizing for you. It's really like it's a good energy for you. Mm -hmm. So I'm also I think, you know, I'm always trying to see like different perspectives because I don't know. I think I'm I'm I also I, I guess I just want to always put in the perspective that even though it's hard, it's that may be what your soul needs which is why you keep doing it like that. But I yeah. do think we can listen to our intuition and it not feel it. I think the struggle is what we can avoid having to, when you know, and you're out of flow because you're struggling to hold on to control. I think that is when the rock bottoms turn from being up leveling to another level of the video game to you just died and have to start the game back over. That's exactly a great depiction. Right. So you might fail that level, but you don't have to, you know, I mean, and I don't think we ever can like really, I mean, I guess we die, but I don't really know if you're, but I mean, game over, I think it can be harder. Um, yeah. I'm thinking of my rock bottoms. I feel like my rock bottoms are all, they're generally places where it's always relationships for me. I will have rock bottoms where a relationship gets pulled out from under me that I've been holding on to that's not serving me anymore. And that was, I know we talked about this a little bit in the first episode about my relationship now, but I've been calling this in for, we won't even get into that. I've been calling this relationship in since 2011 and it just manifested earlier this year in 2019. So, and I've had to have a lot of relational rock bottoms where everything gets pulled out from under me, or I kind of rock bottom at myself and just be like, this isn't in alignment anymore. But yeah, I think those are, I think that's a big part of spiritual awakening. It's that I, I love the crab analogy, the shell. And I also, but there's also this point, I think this is a really good thing to going back to the crab, a really good thing to point at too, that when the crab is, there's a point of vulnerability where they don't have that shell on anymore. And I think that can be the hard aspects of a spiritual awakening when we're coming from one shell to get to another one, because that I think is the freak out feeling in a spiritual awakening. It's that process of, oh shit, I'm naked. And that's, that's funny. As I was thinking about, I've had a lot of dreams during my spiritual awakening where I'm naked in a crowd or I don't have pants on. And I think that's, you know, obviously psychologically speaking, that's like your dreams of um, feeling vulnerable. But in a spiritual awakening, I think we, you can feel really vulnerable because really what it is at its core is 
paradigms, like you were saying, paradigms being taken down. And yeah, and that actually, did you want to say anything else about the rock bottoms? Well, I was also going to say that when the crab loses its shell, it's it's grieving it. There's when it like sheds a its shell. <laughs> when it sheds its shell. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't not shed shelling. Sh- shell shedding. It's, it's it, you're grieving the safety net, the like protection, the no- the normalcy. Is that a word? <laughs> the normalities whatever it feeling normal yeah you're normal yeah and that feel that rings true for me because when I am going from level to level I do feel like I'm grieving and letting go of what was for something more and I will even know when I'm going through it I know it's for something more but it doesn't mean just because I know something good is on the other side doesn't mean I need to grieve everything that I've just gone through so it's not like an either or it's like no you got to feel both you got to feel the beauty of what's coming and also what was and what you're letting go of and what was hard in that season and allow yourself to fully embrace that because if you don't then you're just checking out from the lessons the full healing the full like tying the bow up on that season if you miss out on grieving it and as humans we want to try to avoid pain at all costs in general but really leaning into whatever is coming up is what is going to bring momentum and launch you to that next level. And it's going to help you to stamp the seal on that last lesson and feel like there's some completion to it. That's the beauty of grieving. (laughs) It's like embracing it, feeling it, letting it go. So that is one thing that I wanted to say. I would also say rock bottoms just for a couple more examples for me and my personal life have looked like health issues. So when I get out of alignment with myself, I, my body physically starts breaking down. I have digestive issues. I have more food allergies. I have a lack of energy. I find myself getting stuck in fight or flight mode. And then that's really when my body burns out quick and I go into adrenal fatigue, which I've done many, many times. And I've been chronically sick for the last 10 years. But in this last year, I've been the healthiest I've been since high school. Because I've been be, I've been listening and becoming more aware of staying in alignment with myself and what my body needs and meeting my my needs when they come up rather than shutting them down and pushing through. Right. And I think and you know, you said something earlier about emotions and awareness of what you're feeling. And I think that's a part of awakening. And I think a lot of, you know, even as a culture and kind of shifting the conversation more of like culturally awakening as culture. I've seen that because I've seen us go through this like emotional health awakening of realizing the important of importance of emotional health and like the rise of people like Brene Brown. And I mean, there've been people like that, like self-help books were huge, especially like in the late eighties, early nineties. So that's not a new thing necessarily, but there's, there's been a a new generation of, you know, therapy online. There's so many Instagram accounts dedicated to self-love and healing. So it's like awakening a new level of emotional health. And if you look in the, in the, you know, sixties, the dawning of the age of the Aquarius and this awakening that began and it was this, and it was, and you see it in lots of different denominations and you see it in lots of different cultures and even you know you see somebody like Oprah Winfrey I think she's an amazing example of somebody going through like awareness about your body and your health and dieting to emotional health to and she was one of I mean she put Eckhart Tolle on the map she was the reason she's the reason we know who he is and this new age high vibrational movement she really started that in the 90s and now we're seeing this so i mean as society we will shift and we're shifting and evolving and moving into more consciousness and with the rise of the internet and social media we're able to do it quicker and quicker and quicker and quicker so um and we're having to even grieve that as society. We're having to grieve these old paradigms we're seeing. So I wanted to kind of touch on that a little bit that 
this is something that's coming astrologically. It's, we've been building up to it actually since 2008. So when Pluto went into Capricorn. So Pluto is the planet of death and rebirth. It's destruction. It's it's not the nicest feeling planet in the whole wide world. It feels it's that shaking to the ground of everything. It's, you know, I have Pluto in my fourth house, which is the house of home and family, which means that I had a huge, it's likely that I had a huge shaking in my early childhood. And I did. My dad died at two. Huge. Like that's a perfect example of Pluto in somebody's chart. So we've had Pluto and Capricorn. Capricorn rules structures, government. It rules like religious institution. It really... Well, religious institutions, you could argue, or Sag too, but it rules anything that an external structure, walls, like, so America is a very Capricorn-esque government politics. So what's happening is more and more of these planets, so we now have, and then we've had Saturn in Capricorn for the past two years, which Capricorns rule Saturn. So what that's doing is putting more emphasis on structures and now what is coming and we're it's we're actually gonna it's it's coming to a head and now we have jupiter and capricorn which is i've talked about jupiter as a big exclamation point wherever it's at so we now have jupiter and capricorn pluto and capricorn saturn and capricorn and i mean and having the personal planets like the sun and the sun is actually about to go into capricorn and mercury and venus is in capricorn right now mercury's in sag right now those are that's a that's somewhat important but having the outer so fun i don't know if you know this laura but the planets from saturn to jupiter on out to pluto that rules society and your personal planets rule you which mm. is why like you and I both have Pluto and Scorpio. So it's like a four, I think Pluto is like a 14 year transit or something. So it's a long time. So we will have similar, our generations will have similar aspects like that. So what's happening is all this energy is lining up in the outer planets of there is going to be massive transformation in government and religious institutions, such as like the American church and what's happening that we're building up to this point that's happening on January 12th. And again, this is a, this is a climax of energy. That doesn't mean something's going to happen that day. It could, I'm not going to lie. If Trump was going to be impeached, it will be around that day. (laughs) I mean, it's just, astrologically speaking it's the perfect time for that and that's a non i i have i'm pretty neutral in my politics so i am not for or against that idea i'm not a don't feel like talking about politics on here but just from an astrological standpoint it's very interesting to think about so what's happening is that we're seeing is with Saturn conjuncting Pluto is that all of a sudden all of our structures on a, like society or cultural are getting shaken and everything. So the last time that Saturn was conjunct Pluto, I want to say, um, well, the last time Saturn was in Capricorn, the Berlin wall fell. Mm. So just to give like an idea of the, what could happen. I want to say the last Saturn-Pluto conjunction was the start of the Cold War. Might be wrong on that. But anyway, it's it's a big deal. So what we're feeling in a... And Jupiter now being in Capricorn is a really big deal because Jupiter does rule these higher institutions. They It does rule spirituality. So what's happening right now is a lot of people are coming out of are starting to question church that they've grown up in, religious institutions that they've grown up in, movements that they've, and it's really, and it's really scaring the crap out of people. And I mean, I have friends that are like, oh my gosh, I grew up believing this my whole life. And now I'm starting to question it. Or what if this isn't, and it's, and it's not even saying that it's wrong or right. That's not about that. But what is happening is that there's a shakeup. And that we're changing the way we think in government and as well as, and it, this can even play out too, as far as 
how we do money and how we do business and how we do commerce, but, but more seeing these like institutions like government and church and those types of things, I think is where we're seeing a lot of that shifting right now, especially with Jupiter and Capricorn. So that's a little kind of deep dive actually in what's happened, why there's a mass awakening happening that I'm seeing. So I even feel like I've felt that shift in my relationship, like the way that I've always thought to do relationship, the way to communicate, the way to just everything. Like, I feel like my world's kind of getting flipped right now. And I'm looking at relationship and marriage and everything so much differently and my perspective on it and kids. And it's like anything that I used to think one way about is kind of like in question right now. That's like a concrete um, like I've been programmed to think this is the way to do it. This is the structure. Right. This like is your the foundation. Thank you. Yes. Right. You're, and, and that's going to happen and that's happening to us on a micro level. So mm -hmm. you listening to this podcast and, you know, you and me, Laura, and you know, whoever's listening in because I'm if, and I, you had said this earlier, but if they're listening to this podcast, you're probably in a massive shift because mm -hmm. you're being called to listen to this or you're pulled to things like this. So that's a really, so that's a micro level though of our lives and our relationships with each other. And that's important because that's our day to day. So I think, and I think knowing that that micro is happening within the macro, I mean, talk about consciousness and feeling connected. We're all on this journey and we're feeling it in different ways. And I like, that makes me want to cry, but we are, we're all in this shift and this awakening and it's manifesting so different for all of us, but we're all here together and we're all going to make it and it's going to be okay. <laughs> it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. This is the importance of community is this very thing is not feeling, we talked Victoria about the importance of, of having community, having expanders and, and finding people that resonate with what you're going through right now. People that are talking about it so that you don't feel isolated or alone. Because if you, let's say you're in a Christian structure and you're coming out of it in some ways of thinking and you're expecting those people to understand, they're not necessarily going to understand. So finding and surrounding yourself with people that maybe are having the same ways of thinking or questions that are coming up and discussing that so that you don't feel isolated or alone. And then also finding podcasts and different people that are already articulating it, living it out, have experienced it to give you some vision and some clarity on where you're headed so that you don't just feel like you're spiraling out of control and <laughs> there's no sense of direction at all. Right. And I think to add on to that, even just at finding those people, it's and not even necessarily, I mean, I do think we need people that we, you know, agree with, but also people that are just okay with you being in your process, That's even if they don't necessarily, even if, and I think I strive to find that more than I found people that agreed with me, because the truth is I change what I think so often that finding people that agree with me, I would feel like, a crazy person because that's going to change and shift so often. So finding people that maybe I feel like we're on similar, really just have the same core value of I'm not afraid for the journey that you're on and I'm going to support you in it. And I think that is really what we all need to aim to be for each other as well as those people that we look for. And I agree some, with that. <laughs> yeah. And some other, I know we, we wanted to kind of shift into, to, as we're winding down to the end of this episode, talk about some self-care in the midst of this. Maybe, you know, like I said, we're always awakening, but these hard shifts or these, you know, rock bottom moments, these up-level moments of what does self-care look like? What you, you, Laura just mentioned community. What are some other ones that you can think of off the top of your head? Yeah, I feel like we've kind of touched on these in some other podcasts, but let's hit it again. Um, baths are my favorite. Salt baths are like number one, top of the list, self-care. Like if I feel crazy and out of control, emotional, whatever it is, that is my go-to grounding. 
And I sometimes will take a salt bath and I'll watch a fun show that I like. Sometimes I'll do a meditation. Sometimes I'll do nothing but sit in the bath. But for me as a double Pisces, I love water and I really need to be immersed in water. It helps me ground. It helps me clear. If you kind of think about like, well, it's purification. When you're taking a shower, you usually feel better after a shower because you've just been purified by the water. So I think that that is a really powerful way to cleanse yourself and ground. And another one for me is singing. <laughs> I love to sing. I And when I feel like I, instead of sitting and praying, because sometimes that just feels monotonous and I actually get more stressed out, <laughs> I'll just sing like how I want to feel. Like I'll start singing like, I'm so happy and this is such a great day and I'm getting more connected to myself and feeling more alive. And as I'm feeling these emotions, it's clearing my heart and cleansing me and allowing me. And I'll just sing song, whatever is going on. And it helps me get out of my head to hear what I'm saying. And also in general, music goes past your logic into your heart. So if I am singing something, it hits me in a different place than if I'm talking to myself. So that also helps me get out of my logic and get grounded. Yeah, what are some things that? Well, I was even just thinking on it, like just for a more people listening, like if you're going through this and you need to go, go talk to somebody, go to a therapist. That for me has been, and not even necessarily like a spiritual therapist. I mean, great, you know, or coaches, they're amazing. But I know I just went to a therapist a counselor that was, I was, she was like, Hey, yeah, it's really normal that in your late twenties that you're questioning everything you believe you're not dying. It's going to be okay. Like it's, it's normal for you to question and you know, even not even just spiritual beliefs, but just things your parents taught you. That's really normal. It's okay. It's normal to feel like your whole world it's is shaking. It's normal to question. Um, if you're going crazy, you're not, you're going to be okay. And I think just having that because it can, because it can trigger so much anxiety. And I mean, for me, gosh, it triggered anxiety, insomnia, you know, you were talking about health stuff and it can, it can manifest itself because when you're letting go of those belief systems, they have to get out of your body. So I think physical activity is also really amazing and yoga and dancing it out and running. And I, I think really not undervaluing physical movement. I think that's a really, I know Laura, you do acro yoga and salsa and you move a lot. And I think that's really great. And I think that's, sometimes I forget to do that because I'm so, I have so much air in my chart. So I'm so in my head all the time and just, I forget to get in my body. So even just lifting weights for me is any, I think it's about your intention that you're doing it behind. So it doesn't even have to be a spiritual movement as long as your, oh, your intention is to move that energy. So of course I love the salt baths too and all those things. So, yeah. And I even a lot of times need someone to like apply pressure to my body. So giving me like a hug for a long period of time or having someone touch my, my skin or just like that, that's really helps me ground and feel apart. And to touch on like the counseling, I too, in part in this awakening, I went to a counselor and I, I needed that counselor to get to the next level. I couldn't have just done it on my own. I needed some external validation, some empowerment, some tools. And not only that, but I did a form of, um, healing called EMDR and it is a frequency. Um, I don't even know how to explain it, but it's, it's these frequencies that are, are aligning your right and left hemisphere of your brain. And it's helping kind of rewire and get rid of the, tra the trauma and the intense emotions that you have associated with things. And I needed that. And I did that for a couple months where I consistently went in every single week. And it was one of the most grounding things for me and helped me because I was having a lot of anxiety and a lot of old pain coming up that I, because when you're becoming conscious, you start to feel things you didn't know was there. You start to have memories that you didn't know were really deep down inside. And that was a form of healing for me to get it up and out. And EMDR is for me, my experience, it was a quick transition. 
So it helped me let go of a lot of the intense emotions surrounding it. So I was able to kind of decompress some of that. So I highly recommend going to a counselor and it wasn't a whole spiritual thing, although it it did help me in my journey state, get back into alignment in my body, in my heart. Yeah, I love that. Um, so yeah, and we're here to support you. So if you have anything specific that you need some guidance on, please reach out and we're happy to give you our thoughts or recommend you to what we think might would be helpful in that. Um, I did want to read something that was channeled to me this morning that really, I think is a great way of looking at the awakening process on a, on a macro level on this societal societal level, because what is happening is that there's so many people in different religions and different that are, and when I say waking up, I don't mean leaving the religion. I don't mean necessarily that you're having to, cause I'm a, I was a Christian when I started this, I still consider myself a Christian and I don't, And I think a a huge thing that happens when people are in this awakening process is they run away from what they believed and they just leave it all behind because they're like, oh, well, this didn't serve me and this didn't serve me and this didn't serve me. So I'll just read you what it was. This spiritual awakening isn't about a specific doctrine. This is about mass consciousness waking up to source energy. This isn't about one religion. However, people do have pieces of it. People have glimpses of it. This is likely the billion soul harvest from a wildly different lens. We run away from truth and humans to find more truth in humans. Unfortunately, many of us discard the truth along with the misplaced pain, shame, and control of religious structures. But inside every spiritual doctrine, there's a bit of truth hiding in the midst of our humanity. Don't forget that truth in the midst of your pain. So I just want to let everyone just kind of keep that in mind as you're in this process, whether you grew up in the church, outside of the church, not believing anything, whether you have had a really horrible experience with religion or really beautiful one, there were glimpses of truth and peace and the things that you knew and you felt in your heart. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. We're all humans. So there's going to be good in that. And even coming into, you know, this world, and I think that's coming into the more high vibrational world, more spiritual world, less religious world. If you're looking for the answer, you're not going to find it. Because we're ever evolving, we're ever changing. And this isn't about finding this thing that's going to make everything better. It's about letting yourself be in this evolution and taking pieces of truth that we find along the way that are there for our journey. The universe set it up for us. So I just felt like that was a really lovely thing to just keep in mind in this process. Or is there anything you want to Yeah, add I, love, or- I just love that we there truly is bits and pieces of truth in every environment and every religion and everywhere you look and so it's easy to just kind of be like deem that bad (laughs) and be like buddhism is the worst but i'm like honestly there is a piece of truth in that and i feel like god has sprinkled his identity out into all of the earth And so we're constantly finding little bits and pieces of who he is and truth and everything. And so it's, it's important to keep an open mind and to be careful not to judge because even Victoria told me this one time, she was like, there were times that things that I think right now, I used to judge in the past, but I have evolved into seeing it and believing it now. So to be careful not to judge something, but to keep an open mind and be like, I don't know. I don't necessarily believe that right now, but maybe one day I'll have a different perspective on it. That is all I was going to say. And I think that also it's because what we, what we're doing future, we're also doing past. So to keep that perspective on things that you've had in the past too. So for me, I know one of the things I'm falling back in love with recently is the Bible because I loved the Bible. And then I was like, meh, 
I don't know, this whole, you know, religious concept of God and a church and a white man in the sky just doesn't really <laughs> jive with me. <laughs> so, and, but I was like, oh, but I really love Jesus and I love the teachings of Jesus. And I've still called myself a Christian the whole time. Whether other people think I'm a Christian is up to them, but I've still always considered myself one. And, but just coming back to that, there was truth to that and to let that evolve with me and not look at it as, Oh, that's in the past. I've outgrown that. I don't need that anymore because I do. And I think the relationship that I treat what I've, you know, used as a tool in the past needs to be the same respect that I give the tools that I might use in the future, because that's, because also it's a tool that somebody else might find wildly helpful. You know, right before we got on here, Laura was like, I'm kind of over crystals right now, or I'm kind of just not feeling crystals right now. And I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. Like in a week, you might feel totally different in a month. You might feel different and you might not. That might be something that was there for your evolution. And it's not a part of your evolution moving. Yeah. Evolution moving forward. So I think just keeping that in mind in this process, don't get so precious about what you believe, mm-hmm. <laughs> because I think that's when we get, that's ego, you know, it's just, you're not going to get it all right. You do not have it right today. You will never have it all right. That's not what we're here for. We're not here to be right. If we're here to be right, we would have come with a freaking instruction manual. So true. So, well, I think... I think I've said all I have to say. Do you have anything else? In- it. I think we we said what needed to be said for today. Great. I feel very good about it. Yeah. And thank you for sharing that too, Victoria, and, and getting that whole perspective because I think that's going to be helpful. And it's the point, I mean, it's my heart anyways, is to really bridge the gap for people between spirituality and even in Christianity and other religions and stuff, but to not be one or the other. We don't want to jump into one camp. (laughs) We're exploring things and we have grace for people evolving and learning things. And wherever you're at is where you need to be right now. That being said, please, please, please subscribe, rate, review the podcast on iTunes. Please tag us and share the episode on Instagram. Tag us at The Generator Podcast. Let us know what you guys are thinking, how you're feeling about this so far. Share it with a friend that you think would be inspired by it. Follow us and let us know your thoughts and anything that you would like to hear in the future so that we can keep taking in your feedback. You can also check out our website and learn more about our coaching services and astrological readings and our latest blog post at thegeneratorpodcast.online. So thank you guys so much for listening. And we hope you have a lovely week and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.